0: Welcome to The Everyday Saint, where young Catholics inspire young Catholics, as we're all grasping towards heaven while walking on earth as everyday saints. Thank you for listening, I'm your host, Eve Rosemary, and let's get started because there's so much goodness to share.
1: Confession, leaving with everything just, like, gone and forgiven, that's like the best feeling ever. I don't know why you would keep it, you know? Like, some sins are like, shoot, I don't want to say that to someone, but... More than often, the priest has heard, like, everything, especially, like, insanely bad sins. So they're like, you're a high schooler. This is not even close to what I've heard from other people, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of scary, I think, sometimes. Like, I got... I would get so nervous before confession, and, like, sometimes I still do, not for any other reason other than I have to tell someone all the things I have done wrong, and I can't even make an excuse and justify (laughs) what I've done, but... It's nerve-wracking, but it's necessary because what makes us uncomfortable is, like, what's going to make us comfortable.
1: Yeah, like, confession's the one time when you're actually... Because you have to say it to someone, you're not, like, getting nervous. And that's, like, a sign that you know you weren't supposed to do some things. And you're kind of reflecting on, like, almost everything you've done up until that point, like, from your last confession. Or even if you haven't gone before. And I actually, th- I do like that because you're rethinking like, okay, man, I did that a lot of times or man, like, why did I keep messing up with this? Like, it kind of helps you be like, okay, I'm definitely going to try harder because should not do that as much. should definitely like be better at this. should definitely like, whatever, like whatever, whatever you're struggling with. And the priest always like offers good advice and they're never like, oh my gosh, you're horrible. Like, why did you come in here? You should be, like, in hell. Like, that's never the case. Like, a lot of people, I feel like, think that. But confessions just such a beautiful gift God gave us to just, like, be forgiven, atone for our sins, but at the same time, try doing it better and us admitting that, like, yeah, we're not perfect, but God knows that, and he's helping us along the way.
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember my first reconciliation, like, very first one, I walked into the little confession room, and I said something about how I got mad at my parents, and the priest goes, "Ooh!" It was like, terrifying <laughs> Like, oh no! okay. <laughs> and then I never wanted to go back because the priest made that reaction.
1: Shoot. And
0: I mean, it didn't last long. I'm okay now.
1: That's good. <laughs> but
0: yeah. What, um, would you? Encourage for someone who doesn't see the value of confession.
1: I would... I put it this way. There's... It's a tool offered by the church to help you in your own faith life. Because, especially with mortal sin. When you commit mortal sin, you're cut off from God's grace. And at that point, I feel like it is a physical reality. Like, it's harder to pray. It's harder to do all these things that, like, you normally... Like, be like, oh, I have to do that, but it's easier. And I don't know, it's just a time to reflect upon, like I said, your life, think about what you do. And there is something to talking to someone versus just in your brain. Because say you punch someone and go like, oh, like, God, I'm sorry, I should not have punched him. But like, it's that's much different than telling someone, oh, I punched someone. Like, I'm really sorry, and I'm offering you advice. And you're feeling, like, forgiven because God bestowed the power in them. Like, they're acting through Christ to forgive you. And you actually do feel forgiven coming out of there and being like, wow, this is awesome. And then after every confession, you give glory to God because you're like, thank you so much for this. Like, I don't know how I'd get to heaven any other way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's such a useful gift. I would advise going at least every month. Because, I mean, JP2, who's a saint and who's a pope, also, he went to confession every single day. And for someone to do that, I always think, like, man, if the pope goes every day and, like, needs to, like, I definitely need to use confession (laughs) as much as I can. Every single minute. Every single (laughs) minute. Like, he's literally saying mass and in prayer a lot and still has time to sin. Like, think about... Normal people who, like their whole day, they can sin at any time. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just amazing to go to confession.
0: It is. And it's, I love confession because I see other denominations and how they have to make some sort of reconciliation for their sins. Like Mm -hmm. not a sacrament, just like they have to find a way to confess their sins and find forgiveness in that but like they don't have a way to just like there's a specific path we go on to go to confession like we know exactly what we need to do we walk in it's like a formula of the prayers that we say the priest gives us advice and then he gives us a penance and once we're done with that penance which is what like a Hail Mary or something for offending God and, like, committing sins against him. Like, that's all we have to do is, like, spend literally, what, three minutes in confession and Mm -hmm. then a minute doing our penance and boom, we're, like, completely cleansed of every single way we've betrayed God for however long we've not received the sacrament of
1: reconciliation. Exactly, like, even if, like, say people who don't believe in confession... Even if you don't believe in it, but you think just on your own you can have your sins forgiven, why would you risk that when, like, eternity is on the line? Like, when our life on Earth is so little to how long we'll just be alive for, like, why wouldn't you take that chance to just utilize every tool you can to get to heaven? Like, also, I feel like saying this stuff, because say someone... I think my uncle described it. Because his uh, wife was also like... Yeah, I believe in confession. But sometimes I'm like, why can't... I have all these Christian friends that say... Like you said, can just do their own penance on their own. He's like, think about if a guy... If a husband had cheated on his wife. He's just holding that in. Like, himself. And it's probably like killing him, knowing that. And then he can... Do not really want being like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm forgiven. And just sits there and be like, okay, I don't really feel anything else, like, on your own. But when you go to confession, saying it literally, like, gets out of... It's like holding in a secret. When someone tells you a secret, it's really hard to hold in because I got to tell everyone. And holding in is, like, super hard to do, especially for some people. And so I feel like your sins are also like that, like, holding them in... Can really take an effect on you and just kind of beat you down sometimes and the devil will use that like oh my gosh you're horrible how could god ever forgive you but going to confession the priest is always welcoming always like look god forgives you thank you for coming it's good that you're here offers advice obviously offers your penance but like (laughs) there's more time spent in prayer like closer to god
0: yeah, I just had this thought of an analogy I heard in my Mariology class for something else. And I don't know if it works for this too, but I'm going to say it because it's <laughs> on my, my mind. But I feel like confession is kind of like this. So say I liked gardening mm-hmm. and outside my dorm room, I planted one flower, one singular lily or something like that. And I was like, man, I can't wait for this lily to grow. It looks so beautiful right now, and it's blooming, and all this stuff. And then I'm chilling in my dorm room, and some random person knocks on my door and hands me the lily that I've been, like, waiting and watching blossom, and they just, like, hand it to me. Like, they picked it out of the ground (laughs) and hand it to me. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, why did they do that? Like... This is terrible. I was just so excited to watch this little league grow, and Mm -hmm. now it's, like, out of the ground, and I didn't want it out, you know? Mm -hmm. But if I was a babysitter, and I had, like, this the cutest little girl who was, like, just one of my best friends, and I was hanging out in my dorm room one day, and she comes in, and she gives me that same flower that she picked out from the ground. I would be, like, oh, like, that's so sweet of her that she thought of me. Like, she saw this flower and was, like, here's this flower Eve, like, Mm -hmm. thank you for being my babysitter. And, like, you just think that it's sweet and cute because it's this little girl who didn't know any better versus, like, some random stranger adult who picked your flower from (laughs) the garden. And I think in some ways maybe reconciliation is similar, that if it's just kind of on our own accord, it's like we're the random stranger giving God this flower that he was, like, waiting to facilitate and grow – But when we go to confession, the priest acts in the person of Christ. So now it's not just you bringing God this flower. It's like Jesus bringing that flower along with you and presenting it to God and being like, please forgive me of my sins. Like, here's what I'm doing to ask for forgiveness for what I've done. And I'm sorry that I've hurt you. And this is all that I have to offer you. But this is what I can give you and like presenting that to him instead.
1: Yeah, right. I like that analogy. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's just so much easier in a way that we have a system, like because otherwise we'd just be sitting there like wondering, like, am I really forgiven? Yeah, yes. like and that
1: that doubt can just kind of eat away at you over time. And yeah. Yeah, I
0: heard... and I mean,
1: oh, sorry. No, you so go. Then then you, you go first. Okay, and Jesus literally said in the Bible, before he ascended into heaven, he was like, he gave the power to the apostles for them to forgive sins and there's a reason he did this he wasn't just like guys you can forgive sins but at the same time everyone else can just forgive sins in their head that they did he literally like gave them like look whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven whatever you keep or i forget the actual word like whatever you oh whatever you bound on earth is bound in heaven and again that it's like again okay this is the right way to do it like Literally, Jesus said in the Bible, give the power to the apostles. Like, I won't be forgiven the perfect way. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard this um, story once of a saint. I can't remember his name. But he struggled with alcohol abuse, like, his entire life. He had this conversion, still struggled with it, just couldn't get rid of it. And there was only one parish like near him and this you know was way back when he couldn't go and travel to another parish like he just had to go to that church right and the priest there after hearing his confession so many times and him confessing the same sin was like you can't come back to confession until that sin is gone Dang. and like refused to offer him the sacrament even though he was in a state of mortal sin yeah so because he was in a state of mortal sin one he couldn't be Forgiven of his sins because the priest wouldn't let him. But also he couldn't receive the Eucharist Mm -hmm. at all his entire life because of it. And this saint knew that the only way that he could go to heaven because of the sin was if he was martyred. So he would pray that he would be martyred someday. Because he couldn't go. Like that's how important the sacrament of confession was. That he would rather be martyred than live the life that he was living without the sacrament of confession. And so his prayers eventually got answered that he was a martyr. And so, I mean, obviously he's like a a canonized saint. So he's in heaven. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though he struggled with this sin his entire life, but still died a martyr's death, was, you know, reconciled for his sins. And like, he obviously had sorrow in his heart, but Mm -hmm. he needed to go to confession to be forgiven of that sin no matter how sorrowful he was that sacrament was established by jesus and it like made very evident in the bible that we need this and it's incredible to me that he even like still kept the faith in that and still was like god i love you so much that i know i can't receive the sacrament but i'm willing to die for your sake so that i can be with you one day
1: yeah that's crazy i kind of want to research that after here I That's know. Such a cool I, story. I know
0: where I found it, it was on the um, Hallow app, okay. like the meditation mm. Catholic meditation app. They have Saint stories on there, which mm, okay, I've listened yeah. to a couple of them as I'm like walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. Yeah. All right. Well, before we conclude the podcast, what is one message that you want to share with the world?
1: <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, with all that's going on today I feel like it's even more important to stay close to your faith uh, pray even more be devoted even more uh, because we're in a time now that all of our beliefs are under attack and if you're not strong enough you're just going to either fall or get swept away with everything else And so, yeah, I take time to learn why you believe in things, learn, like, yeah, like why we believe in them, know, have good responses when people question you and you're not just like a thing that can sway, like you're strong. Um, And yeah, just be more devoted to God and live your life as good as you can. Obviously, no one can live their life perfectly. We're all sinners. We're all going to continue to sin. Uh, but if we always trust in God, have faith in him, we will, you should be doing just fine.
0: Yeah. How would, I want to ask a follow-up question. So, okay. How would you recommend they do that? <laughs> like, How are they going to learn about the faith? Like, where would you go?
1: I would first go to the catechism, um, which if people don't know what that is, it's basically the Catholic Church's Uh, like encyclopedia almost of everything like what they believe for instance uh, abortions in there like why we believe in the sanctity of life why certain stuff is bad why contraception is bad all that stuff Um, I'd also cross reference that with the bible Um, obviously everything in the catechism is not everything in the bible but there's because it's in the catechism there's a reason they pulled it from everywhere but Yeah, utilize the Bible, utilize our catechism, and also, um, yeah, look to saints and their stories uh, and be like, why were they able to overcome all these challenges and persecutions? Like, how did they stay strong? Uh, And yeah, fasting and prayer is actually also good. It helps you just realize, okay, I'm not of this earth. My suffering is worth it. And... All I want to do is be in heaven with God and to love Him.
0: Yeah, that's what prayer is about, learning about God's heart and learning how to love Him best. And it takes time to do that, but it's time well spent. Exactly. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was great having you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Eve. And I hope uh, to see this when it comes out.
0: I'm sure you will. (laughs) (laughs)